This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we call bullshit on the to-do list when none of the 10,000 things we do as moms every day counts as a thing we can cross off. Plus, Biz brings the beat. Teresa loves mind games, and we talked to Sally Hepworth about her debut novel, The Secrets of Midwives. Woo! Say woo. Check. <laughs> Off the to-do list. Done. Done. I think you said two weeks ago or something. Yeah. Isn't it nice to know that like, at some point in time, every week, you, you, you get to go woo? Yeah. It's just a thing you have to yeah. do. You know what to do in that mm-hmm. moment. Yep. You don't have to question. Nope. Yeah. It's never going to change nope. unless it's like a special episode and I try and like make it into a song. Make it into a thing. Uh, <laughs> but how are you? I'm pretty good. You're wearing, you're wearing yellow, which I is a am. very it's bright a... and cheerful and upbeat color. That's what I'm going for today. Well, it's working. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I was uh, <laughs> making dinner for Simon and Oscar. Jesse was out. And I and I was gonna give them carrots with their dinner, with their hot dogs, and with their hot dogs. No, they were having um, they were having uh, one of those like gnocchi pre-made gnocchi oh. uh, dishes from um, Trader Joe's. Good idea. Um, thank you. And uh, so, anyways, I'm like thinking to myself, what can I do to get Simon to eat these carrots? Even though like carrots are just like the bullshit of vegetables, like right. they're barely a vegetable. They taste like candy. <laughs> And like right. every kid should eat. Every like, kid fucking loves carrots. carrots, right? But Simon is in the pickiest phase ever right now. He won't eat anything <laughs> except for like kids. cheese and salami. I hate kids so much. So <laughs> I'm like, he needs to just eat at least a couple carrots. That'll make me feel so much better. So I'm like, hey Simon. So I'm thinking like, what will make him eat these carrots? And I go, hey Simon, do you want your carrots fresh and crispy, or do you want them steamed like Oscar's carrots? Right. And he goes. Fresh and crispy. And I'm like, like instantly, he knew the answer. And right. I said, great. Okay, cool. And I'm thinking, maybe that's enough. Maybe, yeah. like, the fact that he chose how he wants them instead of just having them, like, put in front of him. But no. he <laughs> and, and also, I'll do this thing where I'll serve the veggie first right. as I'm preparing the rest of the meal. So if they're kind of hungry, that's what's there. Yeah. And sometimes that gets them to eat it. No. Wasn't happening. Um, so then I serve the gnocchi. The gnocchi is super hot. It's like yeah. steaming hot. And Simon's all upset that the gnocchi is so hot because right. he's really hungry and he really wants to eat it. And he's like, I'm trying blowing, but it's not working. It's still <laughs> hot. And I'm like, well, you know what? If if you like eat two carrots, by the time you're done with two carrots, I bet it'll be ready to eat. And he right. goes, okay. And he eats two carrots. And I was like, yes. And then I thought to myself, that is like a thing. It's like... Parents yeah. have to be quick, genius at mind games yeah. at all yeah. times. Yes. We have to. And I was thinking, like, I was thinking back to, like, um, you know, that caller with, like, the puppet yeah. getting her kid to do whatever it was at bedtime right. using, like, a pretend puppet yeah. or whatever. And, like, we talked about that as being, like, momming up and, like, just basically having a good attitude, <laughs> which is so important, which is such an important part sure. about it. But it's also this, like... It is a never-ending battle for what is going to work this time. Like, should I do the, like, um, 
opposite? Should I try right. it like from the opposite and see if that works? Should Ugh. I offer it to him? Should I say that he has to? Should I offer like a treat as a reward? Like right. what is going to work today? Yeah. And it's so funny because like I think back <laughs> to when I just had one child and he was like <laughs> one and a half or two. And my whole approach at the time, like not to diss former Teresa, like right. Teresa from the past, I was doing a great job. But I was very much like, I don't want to like bullshit around with my kids. Like I'm just right. gonna tell I'm just gonna tell Simon what's right. expected of him. And yeah. I'm just gonna show that to him day after day. And like eventually he's gonna catch on. And the like the monotony will will wear yeah. him down. Yeah. And he'll just, just gonna, eat his fucking carrots. He's just gonna do it. And right. like we're not gonna I'm not gonna like have a big conversation with him about why he should do something or not do something. I'm just gonna be like, this is what we do, right. and he's just gonna do it. Yep. And it's I'm that kind of mom. Just like, what yeah. the fuck was I thinking? Like, right I just had no. And it's okay. I don't no, blame myself. But like, and that's and also that is kind of an appropriate thing for some two-year-olds, like early yeah. two-year-olds. Like, it totally is appropriate to just say this is this is what we're doing, and like without a lot of explanation. That's no, what it is. That, it. Yeah, but like a three and a half year old is like a totally it changes. Di- it's so changes. It fucking like, changes. It's just the days of me being able to say like, yeah, you're gonna eat your carrots, right? Are just over. over. Yeah, they're just over. It just changes. Yeah, yeah. That well, good job. Thanks. Manipulating your child. I know. Good job. Every once in a while, it works. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, the the you call them mind games. I call them the lies. Okay. I have told Katie Bell over the years uh, <laughs> to get her to eat food or whatever. Um, well, really good. Thanks. Speaking. How speak, are you? I'm all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Katie Bell's stomach aches are back. Oh no! Uh, if some of you may remember, around the time that I was pregnant with Ellis and she was. Uh, going into uh, preschool from room three with the three-year-olds to mm-hmm. the pre-K room, and we were moving houses mm-hmm. and all the stuff that she was like, I'm totally handling it. You know, never said a word. The stomach aches started. Um, the stomach aches, did, and then they went away. Like, we, you know, made some changes. I tried to spend more time with her. You would sh- <laughs> the second time around with the stomach aches, mm-hmm. I'm a little like... I, you know, I believe that my child's stomach hurts because I believe yeah. that stress and, like, whatever can make your stomach hurt. Yeah, it happens. Is it is she throwing up? No. Is she have diarrhea? No. Does it stop her from eating? No. Does it stop her from doing jumping jacks and running all over the place? No. Is she butt- doubled over? No. There's, like, no other, no okay. fever, no yeah. nothing. We're pooping regularly, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um it's clearly something psychological, mm-hmm. and apparently it's very normal. Five-year-olds, it peaks, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but... It still stresses me out because as a mother, I'm torn between these two places of I really want to help my child. Yeah. And the other one is, fuck you. I spend all fucking day with you. I mean, like, I can't give you any more, like, special attention. Like, the balance that I do between these two kids is just, like, never ending. You know, yeah. like when I'm getting like what literally can I do? an hour to myself combined yeah. all day. Oh, God. You know, and everything else is just like, you can sit in here with me and we can try and play this game and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just like, I just want to be like, no, you don't. You're. An, I have a stomachache. Yeah. I have a stomachache. Yeah. You know? Um, so... You know, we're trying to, like, not treat it too seriously to give it to, you know, because like, it's like a million different types of advice. Don't give it too much. Or, you know, it's just, just a way to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. It's like a tantrum, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, don't totally ignore it because then they don't think you're like, 
It's yeah. just like one of these fucking bullshit things that happens that's not yeah. bullshit at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, I also, out of this, came to the realization, like, I've really been kind of worked up about it. I'm like, I, you know, because in all seriousness, I don't know what else I can change. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about last week, I'm really trying to, like, you know, th- recognize her emotions more, make mm-hmm. sure I'm really listening, not, you know, basically fuck with her, you know, like mm-hmm. um, let her finish her thoughts. Doesn't mean she gets away with everything, but just trying to make it a more relaxed environment while she still has responsibilities. Trying to do all this stuff. And then, like, last night I was like, wait a second. Why is this all my fault? <laughs> yeah. Why is... I mean, I really feel like this yeah. is somehow my fault. Yeah. And a lot of it's because I'm the one who's with her the most. So she's coming to me with the, mm-hmm. I, you know, my stomach hurts yeah. and I need this and I wish you could spend more time with me. But then I was like, wait a second, maybe it's Devin's fault. Yeah. His schedule's changed. We don't <laughs> see him all day. Like, he's not coming home until the end of the night, you know? Maybe it's Ellis is stressing her out because he's mm-hmm. finally to that age of really getting into her stuff and... Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that pill of a friend from school stressing her out. You know, like, why is this my fault? Yeah. Everybody else needs to pull it together. You know, and I just, yeah. like, my new focus is helping her deal with all these other all these jerks other in her life. Yeah, all these other assholes that in her are giving life. her a stomach That's ache. right. I- Love that. Yeah, everybody I else love stop that. giving her a stomach. That's ache. perfect. Yeah, so I might. You just st- your job is just to love her. Yes, be, keep being there for her yep. as her mom. Right, doing all the stuff and, that you're already doing for her, and to not say, "Yeah, mama needs to try harder." No, fuck that. No, you don't. Because then I'm just letting her think that that's it's me. No. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I uh, love that. Thank you. I so this is my that. new mantra. Good. Yeah. Job. That's right. It's all the other assholes around you, Katie Bell. Um, but speaking of assholes, uh, I just, actually not speaking of assholes at all, unless you want to say that weather, unless you want to personify weather mm, as an yeah. asshole, we want to give everybody a quick shout out uh, on the East Coast. <laughs> those of you who have been pretty much trapped. Yeah. Snowed in. Snowed in yeah. with horrible weather, plus a holiday weekend yeah. in the middle of it all. I know, Teresa knows, we all know that you're losing your mind. We have a little Facebook uh, challenge going on on our Facebook page right now uh, that already is packed full of, oh, my God, how how are you getting through the day? Quick fixes. There are some amazing genius ideas on there. One of my latest favorites that I saw was somebody just said, I get store-bought cookie dough Mm -hmm. and treat that as Play-Doh. Like the roll of sugar cookie dough and just let the kids play with that and i was like where is that on pinterest that's genius instead of sitting here spending 30 minutes ignoring my kids while i try and make homemade play-doh or give them the stuff that stains my countertop yeah just give them sugar sugar cookie dough yeah perfect genius totally genius uh so come add yours come commiserate with everybody uh or even if you're not trapped in snow and you just are looking for a way to fill some time Mm -hmm. uh it is really a great uh, source of of ideas. So good job, everybody. Yeah, good job, You're guys. All doing a really good job. You guys are and amazing. We're, we really are sorry. <laughs> I really know that it sucks so much. <laughs> Speaking of sucking so much, let's talk about to-do lists. Great. Yes. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. 
advice. His and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. What is on your to-do list? Oh, God. Can you just name a couple of things on your to-do list for me? Well, I've pulled up my to-do list here on my phone, and it's, I mean, it's its so long, first of all. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so long. Like, there's things on here that I haven't even uh, looked at for a really long time. <laughs> um, so thank you for calling my attention You're welcome. This. You're welcome. That's um, on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, so just to give you, like, a cu- just yeah. a couple things to sure. pull off there, I need to update our employee handbook, okay. Maximum Fund, for 2015. Uh, right. There's a few things that actually, like, by law, need yeah. to be updated in there <laughs> and, like, d- distributed to our employees. Right. Um, we have, I have, like, stupid errands to do at Home Depot. Like, we have mm. this, like, set of mm. stairs in a ladder that, like, our handyman bought for us and then decided he couldn't actually install in our nice. attic door. Oh, good. And now I have to return them, and they're huge and heavy, and I can't, but I have to find the receipt. Right. I have to look for the fucking receipt. Ugh. And that's a classic to-do list That's item. a thing, yeah, and there's, a like, a broken sprinkler head while I'm at it, and, right. like, a drain thing that right. I need for... The driveway got repaved by whatever. It's right. Like, anyway, um, so that that's just a couple of things you need yeah, to do. Those yeah. are valid things that you, Teresa Thorne, I need to do those things. Need to do. Yeah. I just, I just want to run a couple of things by you. Let me know if any of these things are on your to do list. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, dress and change. Dress the kids. Change their diapers. Uh, make breakfast for the family. Clean up that breakfast, uh, empty the dishwasher, do the laundry, make lunches, clean up, clean up making the lunches that they take to school. Uh, Take the trash out, feed the dogs or cats, walk the dogs, pick up all the toys that just keep getting pulled out throughout the day, Uh, put away laundry, uh, make a shopping list. Uh, do the shopping, unpack the shopping, oh, re-change the baby again, restock the diapers and restock the wipes wherever you hold those, you're out. You need to go find them and put them where they where they need to be. Uh, make some snacks, uh, clean up where you made the snacks, uh, oh, get dinner started, then clean up that dinner. There's tantrums, deal with tantrums that you have throughout the day. Oh, and there's a special sub list. Notice any strange itching or stomach aches or eye rubbing or weird rashes or increased whining or teething or picky eating or whatever. Try to solve those mm-hmm. mysteries. Try to solve, I don't know, are any of those on your list? You're blowing my fucking because, mind right now. Because that's just until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon Yeah, that's just for part me. of the day. Yeah, that's, that's okay. not even a whole day. Yeah, so that's what I want to, that's what we want to talk about today. Okay? Fuck. Because there's like this giant, that really is still only a part of yeah. like the generic ass shit. Yeah. That doesn't count. And what, that doesn't count? No. That doesn't count. Uh, go get gas. Go to work. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're working outside, if you're going yeah. to an office to work, go, uh, you know, do all the to-do lists that you have that are related to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then come back home. Go and to the bank. Go, go to, to the, the bank. The... Get your gas. Yeah. You know, get your tires changed. Yeah. You even notice that your tires need changing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. My favorite is, I really need to adjust the car seat for Ellis because the oh, straps yeah. are getting a little low. Yeah. You know, like, there's... There's all the mom shit that you do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and there's all your normal work mm-hmm. that you do on a normal basis, 
And none of those qualify none of those are for on to-do the to-do list. list. Right. It's so unfair. That is unfair. None of it is on my to-do list. And therefore, I am not getting anything done. Right. Is like the feeling. Because you look at my you look yeah. at my to-do list day in and day out, and it just keeps more things just keep getting added. Right. Things and that every once in a while a thing gets crossed off, like per week. Right. So one, it makes you feel awful that you don't feel like you can get anything done because that's how you're viewing it. Yeah. Okay. Two, there's no reward for scratching it off, and it sort of it sort of like adds to the like category of why we feel sometimes that this is really hard and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, because that's like a really mundane list of things, but there's something that you you actually are doing every single day. So much so that they begin to be, and everybody notices when you change the tires on the car. Everybody notices when the sprinkler head is suddenly working. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes. sometimes right. yeah. But, you know, in general, yeah. the big thing. That's worth saying to your partner, hey, I, I did such and such today. Right. Your partner doesn't come home to you being like, I emptied the, di- the diaper pail. <laughs> I know. Because, like, we do this thing at the end of the day. Where it's like, uh, let's talk about our day. Yeah, yeah. And there are some days where, like, everybody talks about their day and it gets to me. And I was like, what do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to literally say, I changed the baby. I restocked the diapers. I put the diapers in. I checked the diaper pad. You know, like, do you want me to go through this insane list? Yeah. And I kind of wonder if maybe I should. I know. I wonder if I maybe should sit there and really make everybody sit through (laughs) the list of what I did that day. Well, you know, you could. You totally could. Right. For one thing. And would I feel more celebrated? Um, I think so. Because you know what? That kind of reminds me of, um, I think I mentioned a few weeks back that I had gotten Simon into the habit of asking me what I did that day when he picks me, when I pick him up from school and he's still kind of doing it. Like almost (laughs) every day he goes like, I want you to tell me what you did today. (laughs) And like, I, I will tell him. And sometimes I'm like, you know, this is actually a good exercise for him to hear like, kind of all the stuff that goes on that he probably doesn't even notice. Right. Like, you know? And I do sometimes go into, well, because we're just driving home. It's right. not like it's taking up anybody's time. We're just right. sitting You're there. Sitting I might there, as well yeah. list off all this shit. <laughs> now, but the person who really needs to hear it is my <laughs> well, husband. Well, so we should say. really wait and have that conversation. Because with- I do that with Katie Bell sometimes. But now that she's older, it's, like, even weirder to be yeah. like, well, I did the I laundry did today. Yeah. I went shopping. Because you're like, I'm just talking to a child. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It, it may not be the emotional boost that I need. True, true. Yeah, it might and, be a little sad. And Katie Bell's a little, a little like, I don't really give a shit because yeah. I'm five. <laughs> it's a little bit like the day that I, I had to tell Simon that it was my birthday. <laughs> and he was like, oh, happy birthday, mommy. And I was like, Thanks. <laughs> It's kind of sad. That's a little sad. Uh, but okay, but I interrupted you. So it, there, there is. <coughs> no, I was just gonna say, like you could, you could, yeah. like you could do that sometimes. I think, and like the other thing that I think we should all do, like, because for me, I felt so vindicated listening to you read off that list just uh-huh. now. Like that made me feel amazing, yeah. and I think. We could all benefit from, obviously, you're not going to make a fucking to-do list every day that lists all those, like, minutiae. Right. Like, we're not going to do that. That would take a lot of time. That would, that would take and up. And be, like, stupid. That would take up a lot of time from our non-to-do yeah. list non- and our to-do and list. And your to-do list. Yeah, it would be stupid. But, like, it couldn't hurt to do it once in a while yeah. just to kind of be, like, 
yeah. Like, I'm doing all of this shit every day or at least every week yeah. and or a few times a week. And, you know, that's like, look at everything I'm doing. And just to kind of just to kind of like remind know, yourself rem- and remind forgive, the people and, in your life. Well, yeah. And to forgive yourself for like when yeah. you look at your real to do list that, you know, it's not that you're not doing anything. Right. You know? No, that's so. This is one of those things where, thank God, Teresa uh, hosts the show with me because, like, Teresa <laughs> is thinking about this and is like, look, if you do this and you remind yourself all this work you're doing, you'll give yourself a break for the stuff you're not getting to and you'll it'll make you feel better. It'll help you. And I'm like, you should make a list so that you can punish all the people in your <laughs> life and make sure that they really understand what you're doing. It's like, I hit this wall uh, last week, I just like really hit the hit the wall, mm. and I was just like, I don't like to Stefan. I was like, I don't think you understand how little time I had. Like, I like, I'm, I'm not responding to emails, and I need to be able yeah. to do that. You yeah. know, like I'm not, you know, like the the simplest of tasks that. I should be able to do, I'm not able to do because of this monotonous, like, daily list. Yeah. And and I think we talked about this a little bit maybe last time uh, on the show or on a previous show, but I'm going to bring it up again. It's the old people will say to you, and then you can even say it to yourself, so don't do it. Just let it sit there. Oh, yeah. Don't do the laundry thing. today. Don't, Who you know. Who cares if the dishes Who pile cares up it? in the sink? Well, side. here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, ha- I care. Yeah, I because care, Because it's, yeah. impo- it like, once you put the one thing down, yeah. that builds up so fast. Yeah. Like, what my house looks like at 530 at night after Ellis is down when I'm just about to have to start getting the dinner ready. Yeah. It is such a fucking disaster in the kitchen. Totally. And that was when we started off from a fairly clean point at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, you can't that actually. Thing, that thing works for like an hour, but like yeah. it has to happen sometime. That's yeah. the thing. Like yeah, there's it's no... still going to be there. It's yeah. not like. Like you can prioritize other right. stuff, but and that's true. But then you still have to do the other stuff. Yeah, it's still like whether you do it now yeah. or at eight o'clock at night right. or at six in the morning, like whatever, yeah. it's still going to be there. Right. It's not the same thing as like. Like, I'm trying to think, does that ever apply to anything? Well, I mean, I, clearly exor- my hair, how about yeah, exercise? exercise? Like, all the stuff yeah. that, like, we aren't prioritizing. Right. Like, yeah, like, get yeah, getting your hair done, yep. getting some exercise. Like, right. all those things you can say, like, oh, I don't have time for that today. But that's that's not okay. Yeah, that's not okay either. Yeah. So we, we, we agree that maybe we should be recognizing that list a little bit. To yeah. let ourselves off the hook a little bit. And. And uh, to make ourselves actually to to celebrate it, yeah. to, it's a little bit like the genius call or the rants or the fails or yeah. whatever. It's a little bit like, hey, I'm doing all this shit all day. Yeah, good for me. Yeah, I'm doing it. You totally. know, like, hey, I bet you. <laughs> if instead of the new, you're doing a good job. It's like, good job doing those two hundred things that nobody recognizes. Totally. High five, other parents. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and what about like the idea of like renaming the to do list? Like, what if it was called extra stuff? Or like, what if it was called? <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? No, I do. I like, just, that's very funny. Or I'm just like, of, like a funny name. Yeah, or like unrealistic <laughs> bullshit. That's or right. just like I don't know. Like, let let's think of a name for that. That is bucket list. Yeah, before, before I die. Before I die, before I, die, I, I like, like to get that. my hair cut. I like, and that. I'd like to replace the sprinkler. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I think the idea of the to-do list is it's a different, 
you know, when you get really busy because you have kids or you start right. a business or whatever right, is going whatever on is. in your life that is making things spiral out of control <laughs> and giving you all this additional shit to do that right. you're doing every day on top of the extra stuff. Like, right. it really does go from to do to being like... To stress. It's, it's something yeah. else. It's yeah. not the same kind of to-do list. It's not the same one that, like... I mean, I remember in college being like, I'm so busy. Oh, no. I'm like, how am I going to get all this reading done? Right, how am right. I gonna, you know, whatever, which I did feel busy. Like, I and was you were busy. whatever. And you I was. were busy with whatever was happening in your life yeah. at that point in time. So, again, it was like a whole but, day of talking to past Teresa. True. It, it's whatever true. that was. Yeah, it, it was what it was. It was valid for but, what it is. But, like, but right the to-do now. List, but the to-do list was a different thing at right. the time. Because I could yes. look at it every day yes. and cross off a few things and even, like, make a new one each day. Well, and, like, cross off a few things and like that's and, totally different yes from and when the thing I'm, at I'm work, looking at right, right. Now. and when I'm at work like mm-hmm. when I was working when I was working full-time and even when I was working after I had Katie Bell mm-hmm. somewhere like being outside of the house and being in this office environment yeah I could nail a to-do list yeah because like yeah. it was all related to that one universe yeah you know what I and mean? it's all it's just up to you mainly right like it's, it's, there's, there's no one no there there's no noise extenuating circumstances right so you're right. The personal, and not, it's not even personal because yeah. it's like it's just as much work. All those things that you've got to do, yeah. um, list does become this different entity. And I and I just want to say I'm very pro to do lists. I love clearly. Yeah, I love a to do list <laughs> because it's something that makes me feel like I'm in control mm-hmm. and it helps me. And I do think there's actually a benefit when you're feeling super overwhelmed mm-hmm. to write it all down. Sure. And I feel like that oh, yeah. makes it more manageable. It but does. the trick is how do you make that list not become this thing that we're talking about? Yeah. Like how do you make it something that doesn't become a chore and actually becomes a beneficial tool that helps yeah. you? Yeah. So on one side, we should make a list of all the stuff that we just have to do every day just to make ourselves be like, hey, we're actually doing a really great job. Yeah. You know, fuck you, sprinkler. Yeah. And then we have to actually somehow deal maybe with the sprinkler. Yeah. You know, so like I remember an idea that I heard, and I, we may have even said this on the show once before, was like something that has worked for me in the past is sort of a two to three different lists mm-hmm. in different colors. Uh, I'm a sucker. For a multicolored notebook. I'm shocked. I'm uh, Or a multi-tabbed mm-hmm. notebook. I like a notebook. Um, uh, so what you could do is there's like one page is solely the like, I need to get this done today. Mm-hmm. And it's like a super manageable list of like, I've got to make the doctor's appointment for Ellis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I need to reply to this one email. Right? Like these are the things that have to happen today at some point. And then there's another list that's, like, this week. Like, these are the things that, like, have to happen this week. Mm-hmm. I know this doctor's appointment's coming up. I know that I've got to get X, Y, and Z special in the house or we're out of diapers. Like, whatever uh, that is. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, this is the thing that needs to happen, you know, this month. Or just the running, like, this is the list of stuff that I need to eventually rotate in mm-hmm. to either the week or the day list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have to look at that big list until the things are off my other list and I'm going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to, you know, then your week list slowly moves into your day list. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know, like a two-minute thing where you sit there before you go to bed and, you know, shift it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way you're not, like, looking at a 10 to 15 item list. You're looking at, I'm only pulling two things out to have to deal with today. Yep. Yeah, you know, and that's it. I'm not going to look at this other list. It's out. 
I can make, I can reply to one email and I can make one doctor's appointment, even with a kid screaming the whole time or mm-hmm. while I'm at work or whatever. Um, I think that's one way to maybe tackle it. I don't know. That's, you know, and I don't know if, to me, that sounds totally logical. <laughs> But I I know that my brain works in like a very Tetrisy sort of way. And so um, that may not sound relaxing for other people. Well, I have um, something similar to that that I've really liked doing um, was actually recommended to me by my friend Sean Wiley, who was a past guest on the show, yeah, Dr. Sean Wiley, um, right. who was on talking about parental leave. But he, when I got super overwhelmed when Simon was a baby and was like, I don't have time to do anything. He was like, that's normal. And um, here's something you can do. And it's like it, your to-do list is basically you take like a, you make like a cross in a notebook, like you make like mm. one cross. So, that you, so you basically have four blocks mm-hmm. with using the cross and the upper left you put do now important. And then on the right, upper right, you put um, do now not important. Okay. And then lower left you do um, important not do now. Uh-huh. And then the bottom right you put um, not important not do now. <laughs> And, like, Uh, you can kind of shift things around in a nice way and, like, put things where they apply in that moment. But really, when you wake up in the morning, the only thing you need to be actually looking at when, like, times are tough is what's in do now important. Right. Um, And it's kind of a nice way, I think, of prioritizing the important things in addition to the things that are due now. Because it's true. There's going to be stuff that I'm supposed to do today right. that just is not important enough for me to do it today. Right. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think both things fall into that category of let's get it down. Yeah. And then, and then once you get it, it down, really give yourself the exercise. And it may be actually very therapeutic, however you lay it out for yourself, to be like, this is really the only thing that has to happen in the next 24 totally. hours. Totally. Oh, this yeah. This is it. Yeah. You know, or this is... And I think... What helps about that is, you know, the sort of the either whether it's the this week or the this month list or it's the, you know, important but doesn't have to happen today box, whatever it is. That's where the hair, the um, the exercise, the, like whatever it is, that appointment that you really do need to do mm-hmm. uh, falls into. Mm-hmm. And so it's not getting lost. It's not getting shuffled. It's still there on the list. Mm-hmm. You still have to recognize it. You still have to like shift it into one of these other boxes eventually. Mm-hmm. But that way it does have some importance. Yeah. Right? And um, Although I do recommend with hair and exercise to just do it now. To mm-hmm. put it in the, to right, put it in the column fine, of it's due be today. Because yeah. like otherwise it's just never yeah, going to get never gonna You happen. know what I mean? Well, right. And I would like to say with all this lovely advice that I know is at least coming out out of my mouth. Yeah. I haven't made one of those multi to do lists. No, me in a neither. Very long oh, no. time. No, me neither. We just had to say something. <laughs> I know, there. yeah. We just wanted to try it. This show is really more like about helping ourselves more than anybody else. Um, you're welcome, guys. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Check. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Fashion-forward prescription glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. No one likes to take kids' glasses shopping at all. So with Warby Parker's Home Try-On program, that totally alleviates this problem. 
The Home Try-On program allows you to order up to five pairs of glasses to be shipped right to your home, try them on, select your frames, and send them back free with no obligation to purchase. So go to warbyparker.com slash badmother, and you can get free three-day shipping on your final frame choice. That's warbyparker.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Teresa. Yes. Genius. Me. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Um, Simon got really into Toy Story uh, hey! last like, couple weeks. And great. So we, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so nice to have him watching a movie that is such a good, good movie. Good movie, I know. Um, and so we've been watching it, and he's really into Buzz. Mm. And over the long weekend, um, he, he told me, I really want Buzz Wings. Can you make me Buzz Wings? And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Because <laughs> I'm just not... I just don't. I'm not crafty. You're not a crafter. It's I'm okay. really not. It's but okay. I. But I was like. But we're home. Like we're home. It's a weekend. Like I. That's this is a perfect thing. But then I just like had a light bulb moment where I went like, we have cardboard boxes from yes. Amazon. I can just cut a big long strip and I can attach it to the inside of his backpack so that he can like put them on nice. and take them off really easily. And ah, genius. it was totally genius. And we have packing tape. So I used packing tape to attra- attach it to the straps. It was like easy, really yeah. easy. I mean, it was, it's really like simple, yeah. but like it was exactly what he wanted. And we spent all this time decorating them together. And we happened to find like some old space stickers that nice. I had. I just happened to have them. I can't believe I had them. He was having such a blast, like decorating and wow. drawing buttons. Yeah. And then like he even, I mean, he played with them all day and kept coming back to like adding more things to them to decorate so it was kind of like this imaginary play thing for him that like really took off and that he could really do himself because he could again he could like take them off himself and put them on really easily so it wasn't like one of us had to constantly be like helping out and he could just like kind of once I gave him the basics he could just go with it like the whole rest of the day it was so awesome that's so great and you know like Fuck Pinterest and all that shit. That yeah, makes you I didn't feel need... like it's got to be like no. super high end and decorated no. and stuff. He good loved job. Them. Yeah, thank good you. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Good job. Um, what you got? I pulled out uh, an old. Like I said, I'd hit a wall, mm-hmm. uh, and I was really starting to lose my mind. Uh, and I just remembered my old rule of put some music on, yeah. and I was really in the mood to hear '80s. Pop star Laura Branigan singing the song Gloria, and so I went to. There's an app called Songza, which I really do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, we're not sponsored by them mm-hmm. or anything, but they have really great playlists, and you can really sort it out by like, ma, you know, cleaning the house, or like Mom Day, or kids, your songs, should, your songs your kids should really know. Like it's a lot of fun stuff, Cute. and you can type in like Laura Branigan, mm-hmm. right? And then so it brought up this list of like '80s, you know, swimming pool party kind of thing, and it was just all this great '80s pop music. 
And we just wound up having this dance party Aww. in the kitchen. And, like, Katie Bell really wanted to play the drums. So we, like, pull out the laundry basket, uh, this wicker laundry basket. And she just sat on the chair. And she was just, like, rocking it out on the drums. Stefan was playing his little air guitar. Ellis and I were, like, dancing and eating. It just was, like... It just totally was a mood changer having yeah. that music playing. Yeah, amazing. And I, I just cannot emphasize enough the importance of having a good speaker somewhere in your house mm-hmm. that you can just attach to your, you know, iPhone or whatever you have. And just, they make these apps. It's really easy to use. You don't have to use your own app. Like, right, you know, like... Yeah. The music was life-changing. That's awesome. Yeah, I felt really I felt really good about that. Plus, I got to listen to some Go-Go's, and I forgot how great they were. Hi, One Bad Mother. I am calling with a genius moment. I am the mom of a seven-month-old baby boy who has just started to squirm and crawl. And on the changing table, he is obsessed with rolling over and trying to get away from me and start screaming when I tried to flip him over to, you know, like put a diaper on. And I decided today to just put the diaper on backwards. And it worked great. He pooped in it and it didn't go anywhere. And he was happy and the apocalypse didn't happen. (laughs) And I felt like a total genius. So thanks. Bye. Yeah. I love this so Great. much because the Ellis, yeah. z- sorry, Ellis is still flipping. Oh, yeah. We're like months, months past seven months. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he just flips and play and just, it is like, I feel like I'm sometimes like WWF, like pro wrestling. Yeah. I'm like, lift him up and like, boom, you back down, yeah. baby. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But, I have never thought about putting a diaper on backwards. Yeah. I'm totally doing this. Yeah, that's great. Good job. Great job. Good job. Failures. Failures. Teresa, please fail me. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Well, I've got a bunch to choose from here, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the one that made me feel the worst. Which oh, good, was, good. good. <laughs> which was um, Oscar's been climbing a lot, and oh. he's been climbing. His latest thing is that he climbs up onto, Simon has like a... Um, we have like the Stokey high chair yeah. that converts into basically like a booster seat for a toddler. So that's what Simon sits at at the dining room table. And Oscar climbs up onto it, up onto standing, and then he climbs fully onto the dining room table. And he's plays good, with good for him. There. He's a good climber. He's a great climber. <laughs> and he does it now, he's really good at it. So yeah. he can do it really fast. Um, and if I keep the booster seat like away from the table he'll just drag it over and use it to climb um so he's really just like doing that and it's and it's gotten to the point where i won't really tolerate him being up on the dining room table because i'm genuinely afraid of an actual injury there but as far as him climbing up and down on the booster seat itself i've and standing at the top of it i'm just letting him do it because i can't (laughs) i can't stop it right i cannot stop it and we're, we have to be home sometimes, right. and I can't always be standing there with him every time. Right. And sometimes, sometimes he falls. I mean, a right. little bit. You know, mostly he's pretty good. He yeah. doesn't really fall that much. Um, but <laughs> yesterday morning, I was helping Simon get dressed for school, and I was just across the room from Oscar, and he was climbing on the booster on the booster seat, and it was 
near the table, but it wasn't up to the table. And Oscar decided to try to straddle wow. the air and make it to the dining room table from, oh, from no. the thing. And he failed at it, yeah. hit his chin oh. on the dining room table, and then like it fl- flew his body backwards. Oh. And he sort of like hit the booster seat on his back and oh, neck baby. on the way down and head. Um, and I mean, freaked out, crying, and yeah. it was just, I saw the whole thing happen, like, I can, like, remember it yeah. in graphic detail and slow motion in my head, right. and it was just awful to see, yeah. and he wasn't, I mean, luckily, like, no, yeah. not even, like, the slightest, like, concern of concussion or anything right. like that, like, he didn't, like, land on his head, but it just looked like it hurt, and then, like, so it was just really sad, really scary, totally sucked, and, like, I don't have the answer for, like, how to prevent that from You're happening You're going to have to again. put that chair in a closet or something. I don't Simon know. uses it, like, every day. That's I his know. chair. Can you, t- can you, like, lay it down, like, lay it on its side so it's not climbable anymore? And then just like and tuck it under the table or something. I mean, yeah, I don't maybe. know. Something yeah. like I just feel like the next thing, if I put that away, he's just gonna start using the chairs, the dining room chairs. Right. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I know. It means a climber. I don't. You know. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally get the like. He's gonna climb no matter what. Yeah. So at least leave him with the thing he's really good. That at he's climbing. good with. But then how? I know, yeah. I don't, know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just line the floor with couch cushions <laughs> yeah. all day. I don't know. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Thanks. Um. I took Katie Bell on Big Thunder Mountain this weekend. Ooh. So we, in yet another attempt to end the stomach aches, yeah. uh, we go to Disneyland. Disneyland together. And, you know, she's and I have decided we're going to do Mama's favorite ride, which is Big Thunder Mountain. And I'm really excited about it because it's awesome. It is my favorite roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And... She's really excited, and we get on it, and off we go, and we do it, and she, like, totally deals with it. Uh-huh. And she's not like, a, get me off in the middle right. of horrible things. Yeah. She understands that you can't get off and stuff like that. But she was like, I'm not sure I like this. So, like, I'm, like, I'm holding her. Like, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, this is where Mama just screams. Scream with me. And we just yeah. like, ah. And we get through, and we pull up to the end, and she's like, I did not like that. Mama. Anyway, I actually have... I actually have a, a sound clip. Oh, good. Katie Bell. This will also give you some insight to like how like randomly mellow and mature my kid is at times and like horrible struggles. Okay, Katie Bell, tell Papa what you thought about Big Thunder Mountain. It was really scary. I am not, not going to go, go on, on it again, again ever. Uh, so I've pretty much, my fail is that I've ruined my child from enjoying the greatest ride in the world. And also I've kind of maybe forced her to go on a ride that she might not have emotionally been ready for. Whatever, stomach aches. Here's your salami sandwich. Yeah, it sounds like that was really great for her stomach Hey, I'm calling with my fail. It's a really horrible one. So my son is six, and he's learning how to read and sound out words and all that good stuff. And we had this inflatable pool that we were filling up, and there was a leak in it. So my husband said that he was going to get the silicone caulk, and I made some snarky caulk comment about, like, yeah, get me some caulk. I mean, you know, my six-year-old didn't know what I was talking about. And then he said, what is caulk? And I explained to him that it's like glue for hardware kind of stuff. And he said, no, the other kind of caulk. And I said, 
Oh, like uh, rooster? Yeah, cock is another word for rooster, like Chinese zodiac. And he says, no, the kind of cock that you say you love, you know, B-O-C-K. And, yeah, we've been spelling out words that we thought he didn't know, and clearly he knows them. So then I spent the next, like, five minutes trying to explain to him that I just really love roosters. I love roosters so much. So that's it. On the bright side, my son is clearly a genius. Okay. Thanks, moms. Bye. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. But just brought up. Just brought yeah. up. You win. win. Yeah, you win. Yeah, you pretty much win. Uh. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Great. Today, we are calling Sally Hepworth to talk to her about her debut novel, The Secret of Midwives. Welcome, Sally. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us all the way from Australia. <laughs> We've become so international. I'm, I'm so I'm so thrilled. Um, what I'd like me to too. yeah, well, and I'm not even going to mention to half our listeners what time it is where you are because it's uh, it's ungodly. Uh, unless yeah, uh, I mean my children wake up at four o'clock in the morning, so it's not ungodly to me. But for for you, possibly not the best. Um, well, we'd like to kick things off with the question we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Okay, well, it's it's me and my husband, and I've got two little kids, um, Eloise, who's two, and Oscar, who's five. And they're both here kind of running around in the background, and my husband's on kid duty, but I'm living in terror that they're about to bust in here. So <laughs> if they do, I apologize. <laughs> well, that, that we like to have the kids around to keep the show real. Yeah. To give it a real flavor. Yeah. It's, I think it's always, it keeps us all just a little bit on edge knowing that they could burst through the door at any time. It's good. Yeah. You'll love having me on the show then. <laughs> um, well, let's start off with uh, finding out some about your book. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about uh, the Secret of Midwives, and then I'm going to pump you for information. <laughs> okay, great. Well, it's um, The Secrets of Midwives is a book about three generations of midwives, a, a grandmother, mother, and daughter, um, and each with a, a secret that they keep from each other. And without doing too many, not without doing any spoilers, um, the novel kicks off with the youngest midwife who's 29, it's her birthday, um, and she is having dinner with her her mother and, and grandmother and she spills a jug of water down the front of her scrubs because she's a midwife and reveals that she's pregnant and she's she's very pregnant with her first child and she's not giving any secrets away. Um, she's not giving away the father of the baby or, um, or, or even the fact of why she's been keeping it a secret. So that's kind of where the novel starts and um, – <laughs> And and it's it's a so it's a mystery, but it's also um, a novel about family and and motherhood and and the meaning of what makes a family. Well, right. I mean, that's what I that's that was kind of led me to one of my first questions. There are so many elements about this book that are just true of that that happens when you have a multi generational family who are close, who live near each other, who you've got the grandmother, the mother, the daughter. 
And then you add the fact that they also all share this profession of being midwives. And it's hard enough to deal with the relationships between, you know, daughter, mother, mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how much... How much is there a connection between the work of midwives, like, you know, generations of midwives, uh, to what's happening between family members? I hope that makes sense. I mean, like, you know, if if these people weren't related, but you had three sort of generations of midwives in the same room, are, are there not parallels between the two experiences? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I actually think that, that in the case of these three women, the, the midwife thing is what ties them together um, because they, they have got, um, they are, they have fraught relationships with each other and um, and, and the midwifery is, is what they have in common. But I, the, the reason the reason midwives um, was, was the career that they have is because I really wanted to explore, the heart of the novel is, is about family and, and what, and I wanted to capture the, the, um, the complexities of that relationship, but when it comes to to family, I wanted it to be the people who bring babies into the world, you know, to be telling that story, and that's why, um, you know, that's what helped me to explore the, um, the 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 idea of family not necessarily being a, about DNA and biology, but and, and so the right people to tell that story were the midwives, the people who bring life into the world. Well, well, it's so interesting because the midwife factor, that element added to it, you're already dealing with something just within the mid, the midwife community of just how you approach childbirth. Um, mm. And then, it, trust me, uh, as I know, and many of our listeners know, and Teresa knows, within your own family, nobody being a midwife, there are tons of opinions of how you should have your baby. Um, strangers yeah, exactly. strangers on the street even have opinions of how you should have your baby. Um, so, like, it just, it, uh, you, it really ratches up the intensity of those sorts of issues that women go through by themselves about what the right choice is and and you you do you do this thing <laughs> in the book where each one of these women have a different view on how what the best way to have a baby is like what's the best way yeah. to do it and so you've got you know, the youngest, uh, Neva, who thinks that a safe environment is the way to go. You've got the mom, her mom, Grace, who's like, no, 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 no. Everybody's got to do it at home. Home, that's that's the best environment. You've got the grandmother, who is probably like the grandmother of all grandmothers in terms of every grandmother we have who's like, you know what? I already figured out everything you're stressing out about is total bullshit. <laughs> if you guys could all just, like, listen to me, that would be great. I, she's, like, very much of the mindset of, like, guys, it's really just about having a good birth. It doesn't matter the location. And, and this yeah. doesn't even actually play that much into the plot of the book, you know? But it's, like, yeah. such a, a like, tangible force as you're reading it. Why, why did you... Well, I guess I, I kind of know, but I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about why that is such an important element that you brought to the book, even though it doesn't have to do with like all these secrets and, and what's happening between these women. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head with with what you said, because the truth is there is lots of opinions um, about the ways to give birth. And when talking about midwives, 
you know, I, that had to be part of it, that um, that there is um, so many opinions on the right way to give birth. And and I think that ultimately my view is probably similar to Floss's, that there is no right way because there is no wrong way. Um, but when it comes to a novel, conflict is king. That's what you want right. to bring to the page. And so it, it was irresistible to, to um, and, and also it was something I wanted to explore that none of these opinions are wrong or, or right it's it's just adds to the colors of what mid, midwifery is really the the different ways people want to do it and it's good that women have got choice of how they want to do it right but yeah yeah I think floss I think what you said is actually brilliant I think she sniffed out that the whole thing's bullshit and everyone should do what they want that's um, right well don't you all wish we could have that wisdom like just at birth because that's yes. the thing that could be passed down <laughs> yes, and we could get it early in our lives instead of having to wait till we're old and past it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now you were you were pregnant, right? When you were writing this, how did did you wind up decide? Did you actually have a midwife? And did, did you, well, that's the first one. Did you use a midwife? Or uh, no, I didn't because my my well my first my first son was born in Canada in the hospital system as I was living there at the time. And, um, and no, we didn't have a midwife. The second time I wanted to use a midwife, but I actually needed to have a, a elective. I had to have a cesarean. Um, so, so no, I didn't, but here in Australia, we have uh, midwives at our hospitals, um, that assist women through birth and postpartum. So I had, and also, you know, through labor. So, uh, sorry, through um, pregnancy. So I did have a lot of access to midwives and I did a lot of research by talking to my midwives when I was um, when I was pregnant. But I didn't have a natural um, midwife-assisted birth, no. Well, I was going to say, you know, I, I can't imagine like working on this book and then not having sort of crazy expectations of, <laughs> of like, I mean, how did that play out? I mean, you're in the middle of this book and I just think that's fascinating. You wind up actually having a different birth experience than say what you were maybe thinking you were going to have to begin with. Plus, your book is filled with very difficult birth scenes. <laughs> like, I mean, how did that, did that just make life more relaxing for you during your pregnancy? Did it, I mean, like, there's, and I'm, I'm actually being a little serious. I, we all, we all go through that process of, you know, did I do it right? Uh, or is this considered even right? Or, you know, everybody's telling us there's only it goes back to that. There's only one way to have a natural birth. And, you know, Teresa and I have talked about this on the show. And while I get what the um, definition of natural birth is, I think anytime a baby comes out of your body, there's a natural element to it. <laughs> and that's, you know. No, I, unless you're a robot, though. Well, I guess you're, you're a robot. Yeah, we forgot about the robots. Robot babies. Robot babies are completely <laughs> unnatural. But, I mean, did you find yourself in working with this book and then going through sort of the experiences you went through, was it, did it help you or did it actually add to that pressure we all sort of go through? Look, I think I've been asked a bit about this and, and um, the truth is that when you write a book, a lot of people have come to me expecting that I have got a, a real um, natural birth agenda. Right. And, and that's... That, <laughs> 
that's that's not the case. I, as I said, I've had one natural birth and I've had one cesarean, and and the the upshot is that it makes no difference. Right. You know, I, I I got a child out of each one, and it was they're <laughs> amazing and beautiful. And I bet if you lined them up, you couldn't pick which one was which. You know, which right. one was a cesarean and which one was a was a natural birth. It doesn't matter. But when you create these these stories, you step into a role. And I I created these characters, and I had to get into their head and see how they believed. Um, you know, what they believe the importance is. And in, in terms of how that changed me um, it, it or, or what that was like being pregnant, I did, I've always loved blood and guts and, <laughs> and you know, birth and I'm, I'm fascinated in that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time looking at births and um, when I was pregnant and I thought it was brilliant, it didn't scare me at all. Um, if if anything, it did bring me a little bit round to, to the real wonder of natural birth and and I didn't start at that position I started by thinking you know it doesn't matter and I still I finished on thinking it doesn't matter the most important thing is having a child and and that child being healthy but when I did explore this world of midwifery and the amazing Mm -hmm. men and women you know it's not just women who do this job I thought, wow, you know, if I, if you did and you were able to to have a natural birth and and you know with a midwife, I bet it would be a really rewarding, wonderful thing. And I'm glad that option is available to women. That that was where I where I ended up. So I still didn't have that, but I think it's wonderful, and I have a new appreciation for what that must be like. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually a great way to say it. You know, I just appreciate you, you saying that you appreciate that that's like an option for people that they want to have. Yeah. Because I mean, I you know I. I was like, I just want to be like a deer running through the hospital and you just shoot me with an epidural and just take me down. Like, I don't, I want it to be like, I don't want yoga balls. I don't want people rubbing my back. Don't bring me a mirror. You know, like, I need this as like 1950s as possible. Like, I just, whatever. But during our, during our time doing the show, Teresa and I have spoken to a lot of, Teresa possibly the opposite a little uh but we like watch you know some movies together to talk about on the show and like we've definitely talked to people about natural childbirth stuff and and i can remember even though i know exactly who i am and what i was gonna do i would have these moments where i was like you see those people standing or giving birth in a bathtub and no one's ever screaming as bad when they're in that bathtub or when they're in a pool of water or when they're standing up it is you're like Oh, I can totally appreciate and respect that without judging it. Yeah. What a fascinating yeah. lesson. Or without feeling judged. Yeah, by or without it feeling too. judged. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I think that's a great takeaway from uh, your experience. I think that's just great. Um, Sally, we just want to thank you so much for joining us. It is, is actually very rare that we have just a full on author on the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> just, it's really delightful. And it, and like, the novel falls into such a category that we were actually spending the earlier part of the show talking about to-do lists and how we may think that they're bullshit because of all the things you actually have to do all day that don't go on the list. Um, But that, you know, a good book falls so into the category of things that we should 
should be on the this is something I get to do every day list, yeah. even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes. And um, it, it's really good. And you don't even have to be totally afraid of births like me to enjoy this book. <laughs> I really, it's really a wonderful book. Um, and again, the book is called The Secrets of Midwives. And we will link everybody up uh, to where they can get a copy of it and to information about Sally. And thank you so much for joining us. And you're just doing a wonderful job. Oh, you're lovely. Thank you so much for having me and for this great podcast. It's brilliant. I'm telling everyone I know. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast. A podcast about words that sound like other words. A podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one. A podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie. Or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! That was lovely. Yeah, that was great. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed her takeaway. Because, you know, sometimes you write, it's sort of like the whole, just assuming that people who write crime novels are really good at crime or really into murder or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are really good <laughs> really at Really crime. good at murder and right. crime. But, you know, there's something like, hey, tell me about, like, yeah. how can you, be, are you totally screwed up because you write about screwed up things? Or, right. you know, are you some expert on the 70s because right. your book takes place in this time? You know, Or, like, she must be a midwife. She must be a midwife. writing this book right. about midwives. <laughs> right. right. She must be all about right. this yeah. process. Yeah. And I like that she's like, no, nah, not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> to each yeah. their own. Yeah. Um, and may we all take away the wisdom of the grandmother floss in this book. Yeah. But really, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Just do do what works. Do whatever. <laughs> do what works. <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought that was just absolutely wonderful. You know what else I think is wonderful? Hmm. And doing a thing that works is having a chance to, to let it go a little bit and to vent. Maybe, maybe it's time for a mom rant. Yes. Yes. Hi, ladies. I'm calling with a rant. So I hate the fact that my husband's long hours make me feel like a single parent all the time, but I also hate it when he gets home right at our kid's bedtime and fucks up my routine. Yeah, it's great that now you want to play with your kid and all, but he was supposed to be asleep 15 minutes ago, and this is going to completely ruin my Mm. evening. All I wanted to do was get my darling child to sleep on time so he will have a good day tomorrow and I can watch one goddamn episode of TV before (laughs) I have to go to bed. Anyway, I still love him. Love the show. Thanks for keeping it real and for keeping me sane. I can tell you. That's a a classic. That's a classic. And I can, okay, first off, 
Good work, dads, doing your work. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. And, and whoever, or whoever's whoever working, the partner, whoever the one working. is, that it happens. That, I mean, we you. are totally one hundred percent going through this right now. Okay. Stefan and I are again. His work schedule sort of changed. He's not getting home. Yeah. You know, we tried the whole like I'll keep at least one kid up later, and mm-hmm. that just totally did not work for that kid. Uh-huh. You know, not only was it not working for. For Katie Bell, she was staying up even like 30 minutes was like too late. And it would like lead to her being really upset and having a hard time going down. Mm-hmm. And I would also be really upset right. because it was pushing my like little Your bit time. of like alone time yeah. out the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there is something about dad's home. Let's get hyped. Yeah. Um, and it sucks for the dad because the dad does want to spend this time with the kids. Clearly, that's a good thing. Right. But I so relate to the rant. of They're like, don't come in here when I have got this thing down. Yeah. Step in. Yeah. And, you know, like, because it's not like you can even be like, great, it's all you. Right. And walk, because that's not fair to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Though you could. I mean, you could, you but could, I mean, you or can. You can figure out a You plan can talk about, that. that's just that. You yeah. can talk about it. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, that is true. Yeah. Don't, don't do what, say, Elizabeth would, I would do. <laughs> and just, fine, you put it down. <laughs> and just walk out and let them both fend for themselves without any information about what each <laughs> might be doing. But perhaps a more Teresa approach of <laughs> talking about it at a later time. If you're going to be coming home at this late at this that's time. It. Next week, I'm just going to have a meltdown. I'm that's tired okay. Of, no, no. Your fails are here to keep cute. us grounded. Oh, that's Don't true. worry. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah, you got the fails. I it's always good. come through with the fails. You always come okay, through thanks. with the fails. Okay, thanks. All right. Fails. I feel better. Go on. <laughs> uh, and clearly, past Teresa had some issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, we she brought that up. total idiot. What an what a jerk class Teresa was. She can't even be a mom jerk. She's just like a normal jerk back then. Um, <laughs> just useless. Look, mom, you're doing okay. Yeah. Enough with the empathy for the dad and the kid. Mm-hmm. That is a totally fair rant, and I totally get it. And Teresa, we all get it. Yeah, we get it. And like, and it sucks. Sometimes I'm just like, just don't even speak when you come in. I just need <laughs> silence. Don't interrupt my silence. Um, you're doing a great job. Yeah. You're doing a great you job. Are. You're killing it. Speaking of doing a good job, to-do lists. Mm-hmm. I think we did learn a little something today. What did we learn? That we do a shit ton of work yeah. all day, yeah. every day, yeah. that is that can't even qualify for a to-do list. Yeah. And because it doesn't, we are not appreciating what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And those around us are not being given the opportunity mm-hmm. to appreciate us more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe that is just like a project today. Yeah. Maybe that is a project. Maybe both people in the relationship... Write their to-do list down. I think it's fair for those who's because you know I you, I can sometimes. Well, get... hold up. I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you. Sorry. Both parties to do both partners to do a to-do list for you're each right, other. That's that a marriage breaker just, right there. Yeah, that's asking, just for, asking a fight. for trouble. Okay, that is a passive-aggressive exercise. Scratch that. Up. You're Don't right. That. You're right. Clearly, your years of experience working paying off. Maybe I'll just edit that out of the show. Um, maybe you should. Maybe we should all make the list 
so that we can really see it. You know, one of our past guests early on, Little Pink Monster, mm. she, um, I think, Natasha. Yeah, Natasha, uh, who was one of our first guests uh, from her website, Little Pink Monster. She, <laughs> you want to watch somebody totally do the, I really committed to this blog, but I'm also really having time with kids. Like, she's really good about expressing how hard it is for her to balance and just like this kind of stuff. But she did a great exercise once on her plates. She did plates. This is what's on my plate. Ooh, and yeah. she like drew out the percentage of like how much of her day was going towards kids, towards the dog who was sick, towards her own self-care, towards, yeah. you know, errands. and jo- It was like, I'll, oh. I'll find that link and I'll put it on the Facebook page as well. Okay. But it was she did like a plate thing as a way to sort of see where her time was going. Mm-hmm. And it was a great thing if there's too much on my plate right now. Yeah. What, it was a great metaphor. I think you were saying earlier, how can we relook at this? Yeah. Maybe that's a different way to look at it. Yeah. Instead of like it being that. a list, yeah. let's take some stuff off our plate. Yeah. But the bottom line is we're all doing, yeah. we're all doing a lot. Yeah. And, and just, just not to get down on ourselves yeah. about the lists that we have that maybe have not had anything crossed off in a while. <laughs> in like, a while, don't, yeah. Don't get down on yourself for that because you know you know you're doing the best that you can. That's right. That's you, all you can do. You're all doing the best. You're all doing a good job. Yeah. Everyone is doing a very good job. Yes. You're getting up. You're doing things during the day. And then you're going to sleep. You're doing it. Teresa, you're doing it. Thanks. You're doing a good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. I really wish sometimes (laughs) that children weren't so difficult to raise. They're very hard, everybody. They're really hard to raise sometimes. They're really hard. I actually had this thought where I was like, I, the whole like children are precious thing is like a luxury of a memory of this time. And while you're in it during the time, it is just like a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be great to be like, oh, I got, I mean, Katie Bell being like two is already this precious memory to me. Like, yeah. I see a picture of a little girl and I'm like, oh, I Look just that loved that time. I, I loved those moments that we played together. Even though like in the moment right now with like 14 month old Ellis, I'm like, yeah. you know, so like. Let's all celebrate the fact that one day these will all be precious moments to us. (laughs) Hilarious. Everybody, hang in there. You're doing a great job. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener supported.